0: Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Barry Markson filling in for Broomhead. Thanks for joining us. Mike is going to be back uh, tomorrow morning here in the big chair. Uh, The KTAR News Center is uh, following two important evidentiary hearings in uh, two election lawsuits as we speak. Taylor Tassler uh, in the KTAR News Center is uh, watching both the Mark Fincham election election lawsuit uh, hearing uh, this morning as well as the Kerry Lake election lawsuit hearing which is about to start as well so we'll have updates for you throughout the day uh, on KTAR. I can tell you from the Fincham hearing uh, lots, of, lots of little legal things going on behind the scenes. Uh, the judge that was originally assigned to the case recused herself yesterday and nobody knew why and we just found out it's because she was just appointed to be a federal magistrate. She's a state judge and she was just appointed to the federal bench so congratulations to her. Uh, a new judge has it and um, here's what's going to happen this is very expedited so the judge ruled today that the parties should have already the attorneys should have already had a meeting what we call a meet and confer meeting which is where the attorneys try to work out uh see if they can stipulate to things agree to things um they're going to do that today at noon, and then uh, motions to dismiss have to be filed by today, responses by tomorrow, uh, and, and that's going to happen. They're already working on those. And then uh, on Friday, uh, the ju- well, the judge has two options. The judge can simply dismiss the case based on the pleadings, based on the uh, the motions uh, and the responses, if that's sufficient. But just to be safe, the judge set an oral argument, uh, an evidentiary hearing, excuse me, set an oral argument on those motions for uh, Friday morning. So here's what could happen in the Fincham lawsuit. It could be uh, dismissed before Friday. There could be a hearing on Friday that if the judge determines that's necessary and then wants an evidentiary hearing, she can have an evidentiary hearing on Monday. Uh, The judge has to provide, has to have an order in on this case, according to statute, by Monday. She can extend that an extra five days if she needs to, but basically by Monday, a decision Monday or Tuesday, a decision needs to be in, and that's why this is moving so quickly. You're going to see these go very, very fast. Uh, the Kerry Lake hearing begins today. I will tell you, uh, you know, you, you've probably heard me talk about the Fincham lawsuit and how baseless it is. Um, <laughs> this just gives you an idea of what we're what we're dealing with. Uh, in that lawsuit, one of the defendants was Senator Ruben Gallego, and. He has zero to do with this at all. <laughs> so uh, th- they've actually agreed to that and dismissed him. They filed a new lawsuit and took him out of it. But the fact that they added him as defendant in the first place kind of tells you everything you need to know. So uh, that's what's happening. The Fincham lawsuit, as we get updates uh, from the news center today, uh, this morning, I'll bring those to you. Uh, the Kerry Lake uh, election lawsuit first oral argument, the first hearing is going on, uh, I think, right now, or it should be starting very soon. So we'll have updates for you throughout the day here on KTAR. And I did want to talk about these lawsuits. Um, it, it's, you know, election lawsuits are common these days after 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 elections when they're close. Um, and I've talked about this, that the Abe Hamaday lawsuit is expected. And it, it says things that you expect to see uh, from election lawyers. It talks about uh, provisional ballots that were not counted. It talks about signature verification issues that may have resulted in some ballots not being counted. And and asking the court to visit that or to have a hearing on whether or not uh, the county, Maricopa County, followed proper procedures and, and things like that. That's not unusual uh, in a very close race. And the attorney general's race is close. It's, a, it's 511 votes separate the Republican and Democratic candidates. So I, I'm not here bashing on that. I, I think that's an appropriate lawsuit. It should be heard by the courts. If things were done wrong, it should be fixed. And that's how our system of, of justice, that's how it works. Um, but. When you get to the Kerry Lake lawsuit and the, and even more so to the Mark Fincham lawsuit, uh, when you read through them, it's just a lot of rambling election conspiracies without actual real evidence. Um, you know, it's funny. In the Fincham lawsuit, there's a, there's an expert or experts who are cited in that suit that, there's, that they're relying on. And the defendants in the suit, the lawyers representing other parties have already said, we're going to file. If this isn't dismissed, Judge, we're going to file a motion uh, to strike those experts because they're so... They're, they're not experts, <laughs> so it's it, or what their opinions are, are not based on any actual evidence. So uh, it, it, just because you say you have an expert doesn't mean it's real expert testimony that will be admissible uh, in a courtroom, and that's that's what we're dealing with here. So I'm curious to see what ha- comes from this Kerry Lake lawsuit. Uh, I've mentioned this before. In lawsuits like this, election lawsuits, uh, there are top-level attorneys on both sides, Republicans and Democrats, who you see in these cases. A lot of them are the largest law firms in Arizona. A lot of them might be on their own, but they're people who you you recognize, at least I do as an attorney. I recognize their names. I know who they are. These are when you're when you have a real election lawsuit, this is who you go to in Phoenix. Carrie Lake and Mark Fincham did not do that. Uh, the Kerry Lake and Mark Fincham suits, uh, normally you'd see the Republican National Committee as a party, a plaintiff in these suits, uh, like it is in the Abe Hamiday suit. The Republican National Committee is not a party in the Kerry Lake lawsuit, uh, uh, nor in the the Mark uh, Fincham lawsuit. And, and there's a reason for this. I mean, we're two years out, but if you think back to some of the suits and some of the things that were filed in court after 2020, uh, when people on behalf of uh, the former president were filing all sorts of lawsuits, a lot of those people have faced, number one, huge sanctions against them, those Rule 11 sanctions that we talked about. That's a civil procedure rule that requires lawyers to make sure they have – the most basic of support and evidence to support an allegation and a complaint, and also to make statements to the court that are honest and truthful. Um, you're seeing, you know, Rudy Giuliani, for example, literally being disbarred uh, in in many states. You're seeing other lawyers facing uh, fines and sanctions because of their work as lawyers of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of dollars because of the expense uh, they caused other parties in filing spurious lawsuits. So I'm, I think, what you're seeing is some a lot of lawyers saying, "I'm not going to get involved." In this is that most really good lawyers will do this. They're not going to file a lawsuit unless they believe uh, there's a basis for it. That's how it's supposed to work <laughs> in every lawsuit, by the way. Um, and, it, and it's a rule 11 is a to get sanctioned to have rule 11 sanctions issued against you as a lawyer. It, it's it's a major, major thing. Um, you don't want that. It's the kind of thing that has the bar looking at you and whether or not you get to keep your license. Um, so you have to it, – It's it's. it requires lawyers to be very careful when they file lawsuits. And the fact that in this Fincham lawsuit, you're already hearing the parties and the judge talk about Rule 11 sanctions uh, is something if I was Fincham's attorney, I'd be – and Fincham, I'd be concerned about. Um, so it's – we'll see how this plays out, but you're going to see within the next week, if not sooner, uh, most likely decisions in both the Fincham and Lake case uh, – at worst it'll stretch out into or towards the end of next week um but I also want to just mention to you, there's there's been some reporting now on how the Kerry Lake uh, campaign was, was run. And she was the one making the decision. She said that. She didn't have a campaign manager. She said she was her own campaign manager. And I, I think that's true. Uh, but it's interesting to me uh, what we've learned recently. And this is from people inside her campaign um, saying, number one, that four days after the election in a meeting with – we heard about this at the time. It was with Steve Bannon and other national figures involved in her campaign as well as her local people. Uh, they sat her down and told her uh, that she lost four days after the election, November 12th. And think about all she said since then never at any point saying it doesn't look like we're going to make it let alone conceding uh, but continually telling people telling her supporters we're going to win the votes are still being counted when she knew uh, she knew it wasn't going to work out for her and then since then continuing to raise money and raise uh, these claims uh, without evidence uh, and not showing us actual evidence and actual facts not not that people weren't inconvenienced by lines not that the not that the printers and the toner and the tabulator issues didn't occur of course they did. Uh, But did they violate Arizona law? Did it keep someone from voting? And the answer to those questions is no. Anybody who went to a vote center in Maricopa County on election day could vote. And everybody who voted, their their ballot was counted. Every single one. So if people left, that was up to them. If you don't like standing in line, that's up to you. I don't like standing in line either. That's why I vote by mail. But if you don't want to stand there and you leave, that's okay. But that doesn't mean you've been disenfranchised. And we're throwing words around like maladministration as if it means something legally and it doesn't. And it's it's uh, it's unfortunate because it creates, I think, a lot of harm in Arizona uh, and nationally when people don't believe that our elections are are, are safe and secure. And the reality is uh, they are. Coming up, uh, it's Did You Hear This? We talk about the top headlines of the day. Julia will join me. I'm Barry Markson in for Broomhead. Stay with us, folks. It's KTAR. <laughs> Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, every day at this time, we check the biggest headlines of the day. Julia Sorgi comes in and gives us those headlines and gets some comments from Broomhead. Today, you get comments from me. It's, Did You Hear This? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest
1: news stories. ABC 15 data and political analyst Garrett Archer joined you this morning to discuss some of the more interesting data points relating to the 2022 midterm election.
0: There were 311 precincts that flipped from Doug Ducey in 2018 to Katie Hobbs in 2022.
1: Are you surprised by the amount of districts that Governor-elect Hobbs was able to flip?
0: You know, I, I am surprised and it's, it's interesting because uh, it, and Garrett Archer was so great in this segment. Um, the, the number of Republicans Republicans who voted was much greater than Democrats. Uh, the number of Republicans who voted by mail was greater than Democrats. And yet the number, the, the mail-in ballots were so heavily for Katie Hobbs and the other Democrats, it was it was stunning. And what Garrett Archer did was show us in precinct by precinct in the areas where Republicans did not vote for Kerry Lake. They voted for Katie Hobbs. And now we know what happened.
1: Also today, the president and CEO of High Ground, Chuck Coughlin, talked with you about a possible introduction to an open primary system in Arizona.
0: It's let voters decide. It's put voters above party. It's allowing anybody to run who wants to run and then let the voters decide.
1: How would an open primary and ranked choice voting system affect Arizona's elections?
0: Well, the biggest thing is it would let anybody run. You wouldn't have to get through the, the primary. You wouldn't have to get through the party. I mean, right now, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, we didn't talk to Chuck about it, uh, but the Republican Party, for sure, I know this, they literally take money from you if you want to be on their recommended list of who people should vote for. Um, I don't. Maybe everybody does that. Maybe that's normal. But really, if you want to run for office, you should run for office and let the voters decide. Let Arizonans decide. I, I think this is a great idea and something I think a lot of us will get behind. Uh, this is, uh, you're listening to Did You Hear This on KTR. Every day we bring you the headlines. Uh, and, Julia, what's next?
1: Just a few days after Senator Sinema's announcement to register in as, a, as an independent, Senator Joe Manchin says he is open to the move as well. I'm not a Washington Democrat. I don't know what else to tell you, but I have a lot of friends who aren't Washington Republicans, and if a Washington independent is, is it more comfortable, you know, we'll see what happens there. We'll have to look. Do you think more senators will follow Senator Sinema's lead?
0: Well, I, Joe Manchin is one I wouldn't be surprised in. I mean, he, he's a Democrat and like an old school Democrat. He, he doesn't fit the mold and certainly not in West Virginia that voted for Trump by over 40 points. Um, but he'll also tell you the story that his parents, his grandparents have been Democrats, the good things that Democrats have done for that state. And I think he takes that part seriously. Uh, for him, uh, it's just a matter of I want to be there and get done what I need to get done uh, to better the state and better the country. So I, I think he'll stay a Democrat.
1: The Arizona Cardinals' loss last night was marred by something even
0: worse. Eiler who went down very awkwardly that time as he tried to cut. Oh, no. Non-contact. He cut right, then tried to cut left, and just buckled.
1: Where did the Cardinals go from here?
0: Yeah, I watched that live as a lot of us did yesterday. It was just so, so sad to see that for Kyler. Uh, Look, this season was dead already. Um, It's not going to go anywhere this year. Uh, Hopefully nobody else gets hurt as we play out the remaining games. Uh, And then hopefully Kyler can come back. That kind of an injury, an ACL injury, uh, normal timing is he won't be back at the start of next season. It's going to take longer than that. So you may see the Cardinals have to go out and get a different different, uh, backup quarterback. Uh, Maybe it's still Colt McCoy. uh, But this is a team that's underperformed all year, unfortunately, and it's... It's certainly not going to get better now. All right, there you have it. Did you hear this? Always great. To, thank you, Julia. Always great to do that and give you the headlines here uh, in the Valley. Coming up, uh, Arizona Republican leaders, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm going to be saying this a lot. Uh, this election denial lies that have been coming out of uh, Carrie Lake and Kelly Ward and a lot of other people, uh, it, we, they're not going to stop. Because that's their brand now. That's how they make money. That's how they get clicks. Uh, but what I want to see uh, are the Republican and business leaders in this state. I want to see them stand up and say, no. I want to see you talk to the people and explain how this really works and why our elections were fair and honest. We're going to talk about that next. Right after the news, Jeff Munn is here with the KTR Update. And then more of the Mike Broomhead Show. Stay with us. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's the Mike Broomhead Show. I'm Barry Markson. I thought Broomhead played Christmas music in December. <laughs> All right. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to find out, though. I'm going to find out. Mike's going to be here tomorrow and uh, looking forward to him returning. Thanks for being with us. Hey, uh, you know, I, I'm going to get into this a minute. And, um, you know, we're seeing it now. We were just talking about the uh, the election lawsuits that are going on in Arizona. There's four pending lawsuits, uh, brought one brought by uh, each, Kerry uh, Lake, Mark Fincham, uh, Abe Hamaday. And there's a new one that was brought by a state senator whose name I won't even say because it's such a silly, ridiculous suit that was filed after the deadline. I, I don't even want to give him the attention he's trying to get. Um, so... The hearings on the Lake lawsuit and the, and the Fincham lawsuit are actually going on uh, today. Fincham already happened. Uh, there was some discussion of whether Rule 11 sanctions are warranted. Uh, there's going to be a dis- motions to dismiss. are going to be filed uh, today uh, with responses tomorrow. I mean, this is going to go very, very quickly. We'll see if that goes anywhere. My guess is the case will either be dismissed before the end of the week. Uh, at worst, there'll be a, a short hearing on Monday. Uh, we'll see uh, where that goes. The Lake hearing, uh, everything got messed up today because so many people were trying to get in and uh, certain, politicians like Wendy Rogers put out the information, uh, which is fine, except that they put out the, the lawyer information, how the lawyers access the hearing, and now the lawyers can't even get in. Carrie Lake's own lawyers can't get into the hearing because of that, so brilliant. Uh, but, but here's what I want to get to. I have, I have no problem with anybody exploring their appropriate legal uh, rights, and if, if they feel there was some election law violated, they should absolutely take that to court and, and do that under the statute, which is, which is now in, in an expedited fashion. But what I'm afraid we're going to see, we're already seeing it. What I'm afraid we're going to continue to see after these case, these court cases end uh, is the ongoing onslaught of fake election denialism. Um, and, and let's let's call it what it is: it's election denial lying. That's what this is. Uh, because there's either evidence of election fraud, of rigging, of stealing, of all these uh, corruption. There's either evidence of it, or there's not. And they haven't produced the evidence, uh, including in these lawsuits. They just have not produced actual, admissible evidence in a court of law that will change the outcome of the election. So after the courts make these decisions, which I think we know where they're going to go, uh, we're not. This will not be the end of it. It's going to be just like 2020 again. You're going to have Kerry Lake and Mark Fincham and their their acolytes, and they're going to continue to make these claims because that's their brand now. Uh, that's how they make their money. That's why I get a. Uh, that's why I get a request for cash from Carrie Lake's people. Uh, almost daily. Uh, it's why Fincham loves talking about his Twitter followers because he thinks somehow that that's more important than votes. Uh, I mean, the man lost by like 125,000 votes. And here he is still talking. He's trying to make himself relevant. And there is a segment of our population out there that feeds into that. They give him what he needs, whether it be money uh, or attention. And what I'm going to suggest now is what what a lot of people will say is, well, let him, let's let him talk, let him, let him, you know, yell into the, scream into the wind. Uh, But the fact is, we've seen this show before. It happened in 2020 when there was a whole, the big lie, and a whole bunch of people wouldn't let it go, and we tried to ignore it. We tried to say, well, just let it go. And Republican leaders and business leaders, they didn't stand up and say what needed to be said, and what did we end up with? We ended up with an audit that went on for months and cost millions and millions of dollars out of taxpayer money and, and on top of the $9 million or more that was donated uh, by poor people sending in their hard-earned dollars. Um, it hurt our state. It hurt our state's image. It made us a laughing stock nationwide. That is not something uh, that that helps attract businesses and high-paying jobs, uh, and even vacationers to Arizona, it's just not something making us look like that uh, is not helpful. And so I'm calling on people right now, uh, leaders in the Republican Party in Arizona, I'm calling on Doug Ducey and Mark Burnovich. I'm calling on business leaders in the Chamber of Commerce. I'm calling on people to stand up and to say, this isn't real. Now, let, let the court cases play out. I, I have no problem with that. Let, let them do their thing. And once we determine, uh, if the courts do determine that there isn't sufficient evidence to support anything that would overturn or change the election outcome, we then need to, as a state, in unity, Republicans, Democrats, but really, we need Republican leaders and business leaders to stand up. People who vote Republican, people who support Republicans, we need to stand up together and get behind the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and Stephen Richer and everybody else who's been standing up for two years and say, no, this didn't happen. We need to tell people this didn't happen. We need, I mean, in all seriousness, I'd love to see a Governor Ducey go on television for an hour and walk through the election with Steven Risher and the, and the county and the Board of Supervisors, whatever we need to do to say, here's how it worked. Here's why there's no fraud. Let's debunk all this silliness, all these conspiracy theories. And is it, is it going to make everybody stop? No. No, it won't. But it'll provide cover for enough politicians and enough other people, uh, as they were calling them in the Trump White House after January 6th, the normals, it'll provide cover for other people to say no, so that we don't need another audit. I mean, that's what's going to happen here. There's going to be a request or a demand that the legislature audit this again. And when, you're, when the legislature, when the Republican legislative leadership says Wendy Rogers is the chair of the election committee. You know what you're in for. And what we need are actual we need actual leadership from our leaders. We need Doug Ducey and Mark Burnovich, and we need we need business leaders, we need Kimberly Yee, uh, we need congressmen, uh, we need everybody to stand up and say no. There is no evidence of fraud. There's no evidence of stealing. This election was not rigged. This was a transparent, safe, and secure election. Did mistakes happen? Yeah. Did the printer error and the, the tabulator thing happen and cause lines and cause people to be upset? Absolutely it did. Let's get to the bottom of why it happened. But at the end of the day, any every single person who showed up at a vote center on election day, every single one had an opportunity to vote and their vote was counted. Every single one. Now... I can't make you vote. Nobody nobody can make you stand in line. Nobody can make you, if you don't want to vote there because you can't watch the mini-tabulator tabulate your vote right in front of you and you don't want it to be counted later, so you leave uh, or you say, I'm going to leave and go vote somewhere else and you didn't. That's on you. But the facts are, the facts are that if you went to vote at a vote center in Maricopa County on Election Day— you could vote, and your vote was counted. Every single person, not one person, not one person was turned, was sent away, and told they can't vote. Not one person. Were there lines at some polling centers? Yeah. Uh, did, did you have to wait an hour or two hours at some places for a short amount of time uh, to vote? Yeah. Uh, for For two months beforehand, was Maricopa County everybody telling you, uh, "Don't you know? Go early. Go during the lunch hour. Go during mid afternoon. Here are the slow times." Maricopa County had a website up. Maricopa County Vote, I think it is. And on that website, you could see all 223 vote centers, and you could see the line at each vote center before you went out. So you could literally pull up the one by you. I was on the air. I was telling people, go look at that thing, and if the one by your house is super busy, go to the one by your office. Go to one down the street. There are 223 of them all throughout the county, many of which had no lines at all. Drive an extra five miles and go to one over there. If that was a concern to you, if standing in line was going to be an issue for you, they honestly made it as easy and convenient as as they could. And I have to say, that's not even counting the fact that for 27 days before Election Day, you could vote by mail or in person early with no lines. I know countless people, I think, including Broomhead, who went and voted early in person and early with no lines and everything worked great. So when you want to talk about convenience, uh, Arizona elections are, are super convenient. When you want to talk about safety and security and transparency, Arizona elections offer all of that as well. And in this particular election, because uh, I'm seeing it on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter at Barry markson one um, I'm seeing all the conspiracy theories. and they're, it, Look, you're not going to change everybody's mind, but I'm on there all the time, every day, with the truth and the facts. And if you make an allegation, if you're going to make an allegation and say something that's not true, I'm going to ask you to produce the evidence to support your allegation. And guess what? But nobody ever produces the evidence because at the end of the day, this was a fair and safe election. And everybody who wanted to vote in person or by mail, if they were registered, every legal voter was allowed to cast a vote and every vote was counted. And that's what we're going to find in this court, in these court cases. We'll have most of them decided this week or next. Uh, we're going to see that. And if these, if these allegations continue, and I'm afraid they will, then I'm going to be looking and I'm going to be calling for it. I'm going to be calling for Governor Ducey and Attorney General Brnovich and congressmen and business leaders to stand up and, and this time not do what we did in 2020, not bury our head and hope it goes away, you know, with the thought of let's not engage and people won't pay attention. No. We're not going to do that again because we know the outcome of that. We've seen it already. We know what's going to happen. We have to stand up together with the county supervisors, with the election directors, with the county recorders around our state. We have to stand up together and say this election was safe, it was fair, it was secure, and we have winners. We all have to do that together. All right. Coming up, we're going to continue to talk a little bit about the election. We'll give you an update from the uh, Kerry Lake election lawsuit hearing uh, that's going on right now. We'll have that for you in just a moment. I'm Barry Markson in for Broomhead. It's KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. And the KTAR News app. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> All right, welcome back. It's the Mike Broomhead Show. I'm Barry Markson filling in. Broomhead back in the big chair tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to that. And if you, have, if you haven't yet, have you subscribed to the Mike Broomhead Show podcast? You can subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android and you'll never miss any of the show. It's the Mike Broomhead Show podcast. Brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty T. East Valley. Get a higher price on your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. All right. Don't forget, uh, we're, we're monitoring the uh, Carrie Lake and Mark Fincham lawsuits. The hearings are going on today. Uh, the Fincham uh, schedule for motions to dismiss is already in place. They're going to happen over the next day or two. And the judge may well, by uh, the end of this week or early next week, dismiss that case. The Carrie Lake hearing on her election lawsuit is going on as we speak. All sorts of uh, technical issues there because a lot of people are trying to get on that. Apparently, Carrie Lake herself is in that hearing. Um, amazingly, her attorney, one of her attorneys, is not licensed to practice law in Arizona. Has not been admitted, what's called pro hac vice, which is to say, an out-of-state attorney who can be admitted to practice law here. So he's not allowed to talk. Uh, which is uh, which is interesting that they didn't take care of that already, uh, but she does have a local attorney as well. They're setting; uh, they've already set a motion to dismiss schedule that will occur over the next couple of days. Uh, the defendants, which include the Secretary of State's office and Maricopa County, are telling the judge that they fully expect that an, uh, an evidentiary hearing will not be necessary. Uh, in essence, saying that the complaint is so baseless uh, that the judge will simply dismiss it based on their, these motions to dismiss that are going to be filed right now. So that's where we are uh, as we speak. Uh, KTR uh, Taylor Tassler is following these hearings in the KTR News Center, and she will have updates for you throughout the day. So stay tuned to KTR uh, as this occurs, and this is going to be changing on an hour-by-hour, day-by-day basis. So you're definitely going to want to keep it tuned uh, to KTR for all of uh, your latest uh, election law updates So as we continue with our Arizona vote program. It's just it never ends. It has to end at some point. Um, you know, people ask me when is this going to be done, and I said it'll be it'll be done by the end of the year. But really, for the for most of these suits. Uh, It's going to be uh, done this week or or next. Um, The Abe Hamiday suit, interestingly enough, he filed it in Mojave County. They move a little slower down there. The initial hearing in that case wasn't even set till Friday. Uh, But there's going to be a motion uh, to remove the case to to transfer to Maricopa County. We'll see if that's granted. Uh, But things are going to start to move relatively quickly uh, in that one as well. Uh, The Hamiday suit may actually result in some some things uh, being looked at. That could happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Uh, I think Maricopa County, uh, they know what they're doing. and my my guess is uh, they'll provide the court with the evidence of why prov- some provisional ballots were encountered, why certain other ballots were encountered due to signature verification issues. So, an evidentiary hearing may not be necessary. Uh, but because that race is so close, just 511 uh, votes separating uh, the Republican and Democratic candidates for attorney general, it may well result, uh, it may well result in an evidentiary hearing. Um, I don't think you're going to see that uh, in either the Fincham lawsuit uh, or the Kerry Lake lawsuit. And that's, uh, again, if that happens, you know, people are going to say, well, it was dismissed for standing or they're going to say it was dismissed, but my evidence wasn't put on. Uh, No, Uh, you've presented your evidence in the complaint. And then there's motions to dismiss and responses to that. So you have both of those parties have an opportunity to give the court to say, judge, here's why you shouldn't dismiss my case. Here's the evidence that I'm going to present to you uh, that will show you will provide the basis for my suit and why I will prevail. And if the judge believes there's a basis for it or the evidence is sufficient, then the judge will call for an evidentiary hearing uh, to then review that evidence in more detail. But not getting to that point doesn't mean that you, you somehow got, excuse my, my French, but got messed with or got screwed. It means simply that facially, on its face and in all the information that you gave to the judge, with all that, there wasn't even enough to get through a relatively small hurdle of a motion to dismiss. Um, I will tell you, In generally in litigation, motions to dismiss are not granted. Um, It's an unusual thing. uh, It's definitely different in election law. It's a different thing. But the standard is the same. Uh, And the fact is, if you want to bring a lawsuit and you want that suit to survive, it has to be based in facts and evidence and law. And if it's not the ju- in every suit, not just election law, and if it's not based in facts and evidence and law, the judge is going to dismiss it. That's how this works. So uh, keep it keep it here uh, on ninety two point three KTR. Our news team is going to be watching these hearings. We'll have updates for you throughout the day uh, and throughout this week uh, to see if these election lawsuits go anywhere. We'll find out uh, for sure. Uh, thank you to Julia Sorgi. She produced the big program uh, for us today. Ed Cole's back there running the board. Jeff Munn, of course, in the KTR News Center, keeping you up to date on everything that's going on and everyone in the KTR News Center. I love being here. I love watching our news, folks. Uh, it's an incredible team running around, keeping you up to date on things going on around Arizona and the country. Uh, I'm just happy to be a very small part of it and excited to be here. Mike Broomhead is back in the big chair tomorrow. Don't forget, coming up 2 till 6, Gatos and Chad will be with you live uh, talking, I'm sure, about what happened today in these election lawsuits uh, and the current status of our elections in Arizona. I'm Barry Markson in for Broomhead. Have a great day. Hey everybody, it's KTAR.